so this week we're launching into Advent with our third week. Um, it's a passage in Zephaniah, so we'll, you can all follow along. I'll read it out loud. Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. It's a really pretty picture. It's this beautiful passage. Um, the two big questions I sort of had as I was thinking about it this week were sort of how, what leads up to this? How do we get here? And then what does this actually look like? What would this look and feel like for us today? I feel like a lot of the language we have in the Old Testament is kings and judgments and that feels very biblical, but it doesn't often feel as personal. So I think we'll try and spend a little time thinking about that as we do a little meditation later. But before we get into that, um, I did want to go through a little bit kind of what leads up to this in Zephaniah, because I think it's important to see how we get to this passage, which comes at the very end of this book. It's only about three chapters. It's pretty short. Um, and the first, <laughs> the first part of the book is really a lot of like destruction and um, really terrible things are happening. Um, and it, it follows this pattern that is common for these prophets in the Old Testament um, of begins with this warning the living of this destruction that's coming. Like, prepare yourselves. Um, I will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away man and beast. I will sweep away the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea and the rubble with the wicked. I will cut off mankind from the face of the earth, declares the Lord which is pretty graphic, and um, there's several passages. We're going to read two more passages, and, I've, and here's another one. Um, as I go through these, I, I just keep thinking what kind of a terrible thing this must be to live through. Um, a day of wrath is that day, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blasts and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. So this is we're moving into announcing the coming judgment of Christ is coming. Like you, if you weren't ready before, really get ready now. Um, and then the next one is now it's time to repent. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who do his just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. Um, so we get, so this is kind of the first part of this book is this, uh, Life slowly gets worse and worse and worse. Um, repent, turn away from your evil deeds. Before we get to the passage we're looking at today and the very last verse, which, um, yeah, this one, when things get better. <laughs> the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Um, which is really a beautiful picture. So then can we throw up the, all, the big text? I think that's the next slide. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so as we come back to this text, um, I want to just kind of poke at a little bit of it in a few of the words to kind of just make sure we're getting the most out of it that we can. Um, and one of those words is judgments, which has this really great 
definition in Hebrew, which is, um, the word is sapat, sapat, which means to judge, deliver, rule, the accomplishing of a sentence, which I found, I find really interesting because in our society now, we have um, so many different, we have civil, criminal, prosecution, we have so many different layers of um, how judgments can be enacted against us or how we can feel them. And, and so the thought that like all of that could be wiped away with in sort of like one fell swoop is pretty miraculous. Um, and the other word I think that's worth examining is the word king. Um, which is that we obviously don't have a king in the US. Um, but as I tried to really put myself in this frame of mind and think, okay, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will quiet you with his love. We have this, like, the king of Israel is coming down to physically be with you. And who is that person exactly? That, um, and, and, I, and I found myself thinking, like, it's sort of the equivalent, right, of like our pre like a, the president, the pope, the NATO commander, kind of all rolled into one, right? Like this person who's responsible for making sure that your society runs well, that you're safe, that all of these things. Um, we have so many different people kind of managing that, I feel like, in our life. So the thought that this could be just like one person and the embodiment of that and then to have it sort of physically in your presence, I feel like, is... It's very powerful. Um, so I want to take a little bit of time now, and we're going to do a little meditation so everybody can kind of think about this verse for themselves. Um, but as we go into that, I, the piece that I felt like was really powerful for me that I, that I hope I can communicate to send you away with is that... Um, I'm going to ask you a few questions, but I, I want you to think about... What would it feel like if this was reality? Like, if you could hold on to this picture of the king comes and is in your midst and the feelings that come with that, like, are they peace? Are they light? Are, they, are there lots of people around? What, is, what does that feel like for you? I think that picture looks different for all of us, and it should. Um, but if we, I feel like there's a really beautiful little kernel there that... Um, this is encouraging us to hold on to and really look for, and that it's coming. We're all going to get to feel it and enjoy it. So as we do a little meditation, think, what would it look like? What would this feel like? And what's a picture that you can kind of hold on to as your sort of personal touchstone for this week and um, what all this means? And then we'll come back, and um, I'll share a little story about sort of a little more about what all this means to me. Okay.
of a sad story, um, but it's one that has been really resonant for me as I've um, really tried to parse through this this week. Um, it begins six years ago. Uh, six years ago, my husband and I had our first daughter, um, and we weren't living, we're from here, but we weren't living here, so we were living in Michigan, and we thought, we'll join this um, labor and delivery group and meet other couples who are going to have babies around the same time as us. This will be great. Um, and it was. Like, we met other families. All of that was wonderful. Um, one of the families we met, they were pregnant with twins, um, and they went on to have these twins uh, about three months prematurely, so really, really early. Um, and they were not doing well for a while. They were in the NICU for a long time. Um, kind of touch and go, touch and go. But about kind of three months went by, and one of them was doing really well. So he was released from the hospital. And the other one kind of went back and forth um, for the next, like, six months. And then he died at 11 months old, which was um, the anniversary of that was this week. And I think it was the first sort of real, like, tragedy <laughs> that I was actually, like, up close to. And it was a baby that died. Um, and then we went to these people's house to, you know, cry with them. And um, while we happened to be there, the dad came downstairs and he was like, I, I can't, I don't even know how to tell you guys this, but um, there's just been a shooting at an elementary school. There's like 20 kids that are dead, which was Sandy Hook. Um, and we, the four of us just kind of stood around looking at each other like, I don't, I just, I don't even know how to take that on. Like, I'm already just so sad that I'm, like, you've lost this child that we connect, this is how we have connected with you, and, like, it's just such a tragedy, and then there's this other just horrible thing going on top of it, and I felt like as I was reading through the beginning parts of Zephaniah this week, it was really striking me that, um, like, what comes before this is really tough. Like, it can be really hard to live through. People, like, people are going to be dying. Like, there's going to be... We don't get to this. I think this is what connected with me. We don't get to this point and just get to just totally divorce ourselves from the past and what we've gone through to get to a place of being able to rejoice and be happy God's in our midst. God is in our midst, and that's really beautiful. Um, but the pain is also still in our midst, and we still have the memories of all of those things that have come before. And so I, I just, I found myself trying to think, like, how do you hold those two things sort of in your mind at the same time of, yes, we want to be rejoicing, and we're looking forward to Christ coming. Um, but that doesn't mean we can just say, oh, none of that stuff hurts anymore, or the war is over, <laughs> so we don't have to think about it anymore. Like, wars have consequences. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is going to be long-reaching. But um, and, and so related to that, um, and this is the piece that kind of gave me a lot of hope, is I was thinking about it like, I tend to think, you know, oh, this whole process takes hundreds or thousands of years. Like, we're, never, we're not going to see this in our lifetimes, really, you know, our society. God coming down and actually that's that tends to be what I think like that it, it takes a long long time um and then I sort of thought like but what if it doesn't <laughs> or what if that's not the case like what if sort of the journey I went through this week in a way of remembering this loss and feeling really devastated again and sad about it and you know reaching out to those people like what if that 
can happen a couple hours before we have, you know, this beautiful moment at church where we're able to sit and, like, meditate and think about, like, what does God's presence feel like? And then, you know, maybe I leave here and it goes back again. <laughs> it's, like, back to the same cycle, but it was hopeful for me in, in the thought of, like, hope is coming. It doesn't necessarily have to be hundreds or thousands of years away um, in the sense that we always think about. Uh, and that you don't have to... Um, I, I mean, I feel like I personally tend to think, okay, I just need to get over that or not be sad about it, but that that sadness can coexist, I think, in this joyful place, and, that I, and I think that it can make it sweeter. So I, as we come to take communion, my hope is that um, you would really hold for yourself that picture that you got and the words that you got for what this joy and presence feels like for you, and... Um, just think about it a little bit for the people, you know, before and after you in line, that we're all here together and maybe we can collectively have like a beautiful moment and vision together as we go out to celebrate the holidays. So please come forward as you're ready. As uh, <clears throat> Kendra asks us to kind of meditate and process this question of what is it like to feel God or for God to be present? And I just want to share this uh, because I think it matters for this moment. I, the Kind of what I came up with. I think maybe all of us, again, we grew up in a church kind of culture or world or potential verbiage around what that was, but maybe we've never been challenged to write it down. And for me, I feel like God is present uh, or I feel God when I know I'm not alone, when I'm seen for who I really am that there's no masks or pretending I'm seen for who I really am, and then I'm embraced for who I really am. But so there's been those moments in my life that, that I feel like there's, there's something present here. There's something beautiful and mysterious here. I'm not alone, and I'm seen for who I really am, and I'm embraced for who I really am. And the reason I want to share that is because that's what this is for me and I think for many of us in this room. CMYK and this community and this church is about a space where we can seek God together. We can focus on that, and it's found in you knowing that you're not alone. Wherever you are and whatever's going on, you're not alone, and that you can be seen for who you really are. We are here to be honest with one another, with what, whatever it is, and that's in that honesty that we would be embraced. And there's no stiff arms here. There's no, whoa, we don't say that here, or whoa, you cross that line. There's simply and only we see you and we love you. And it's in that that we believe uh, the presence of God is found. So to receive this communion this morning together, uh, for me, was a really beautiful thing just to know, like, okay, this, this for me and I think for a lot of us is what this is about. Um, as we close this morning, I just want to mention a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we will not be gathering next Sunday, the 23rd, because uh, we're going to be doing some prep and getting final details uh, ready for what I'm going to announce in a second. <laughs> you all know it. But uh, I want you to know that we've got a couple Sabbath gatherings, so this is the holiday season. So we've got uh, next Sunday, the 23rd, uh, we will not be gathering here. And then the Sunday after that, which is the 30th? 
Yep, the 30th, uh, we will not be gathering here as well. So there's going to be two Sundays uh, where don't come here because there's going to be nothing here. Uh, there will be films in the afternoon, so I guess if you want to come do that, call that church, that's fine. Um, but we won't be gathering. And our hope and our desire is that uh, not only are they days off for us, but our hope, uh, we call them Sabbath gatherings for a reason, that there's some intention still behind your days uh, that you maybe would kind of map your day out to do nothing, like literally plan nothing. And when as things try to get planned for you over those days, you just say, nope, that's a Sabbath. We're going to wake up as a family. Or I'm going to wake up as an individual or a couple and say, what do we want to do? Let's go do that. And uh, that we just live the day uh, resting and playing and remembering that uh, this is not about accomplishing. This is about finding joy and beauty in life. So the second thing, one of the reasons that we're not gathering next Sunday is because the very next day, Monday the 24th, is our sing-along and cider. Uh, cider, cider, cider. Uh, this is one of our favorite gatherings of the entire year, and uh, our hope is that you would do everything you can to get there um, because we just love uh, this gathering. <laughs> it's just a room full of people singing along uh, with some Christmas songs uh, and and just enjoying the season. And we've got some cider. Kate Blakesley's world-famous uh, hot cider will be there, uh, so don't miss out. Uh, someone else is making it this year, but it's Kate Blakesley's recipe. So if you don't like it, don't blame the chef. Uh, blame Kate. All right, uh, but that'll be there. Uh, it is at the pub station, uh, not here, so make sure to get there. It's at 4.30, and uh, it's just going to be a blast. we got a, a great big old band uh, that I'm not a part of. Wah, wah. I didn't make the cut this year, you know? Who knew? Oh, well. Anyways, uh, I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys can be there. It's going to be a great, great time. I hope that you would use it as an opportunity, potentially, uh, to invite friends and family to come and be a part of it and to come and see that there's this different thing potentially happening uh, in our community for how to approach and celebrate Christmas and still tap into mystery and life and beauty in a way compared to just rejecting all of it like some of us have done or seen. And last but not least, this morning as you go, when we come back on January 4th, I believe, is the date, that Sunday, we're going to be launching into a series of talks uh, simply entitled Why CMYK. And uh, CMYK recently uh, just crossed over the five-year mark for us as a church and as a community. And uh, who knew that when it came to that five-year mark, there would be a lot of things uh, that have been kind of stirred up in me personally about what is this thing and where we headed and... Uh, you know, what's going well, what's not going so well, all those kinds of things. And so we're just going to spend a month, not only me talking about it, but inviting different people in our community to come and share uh, why CMYK, why, 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 why would we do this? Why out of all the things that we could do on Sunday, uh, will we choose to be here and continue to invest in this thing? And, and I hope that you would make it a point um, to, to be there this coming January, because it's going to be, I think, really important for us as a community as we move forward and think about the next five years of us as a community. So... Thank you. I love all of you and would love it if you want to hang out for a minute and uh, get some popcorn or coffee and just get to know the people around you because, again, you're all really, really beautiful. If there's anything that we do for you, please, please let us know. And as you go today, if you want to be a part of the community on a financial level, we're always uh, inviting you to be a part of that on that level. We've got giving boxes in the back or you can give online. Other than that, we will see you at Sing Along and Cider, 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 Cider. Okay, thanks. Thanks. <clears throat>